0: This is an opportunity for Delaware to center our disadvantaged communities, our overburdened communities, in an effort to not only bring forward environmental justice, but remembering that environmental justice is economic justice. Representative Larry Lambert is spreading
1: the word about the Federal Justice40 Initiative, which ensures 40% of federal infrastructure funds around climate change, green energy, and much more, go toward disadvantaged communities statewide. Lambert also co-chairs the Justice40 Oversight Committee dedicated to community input, and you can be a part of the conversation. From the Delaware House, Democratic Caucus, You're listening to Whip Count. Thank you for joining us on Whip Count. In the studio this week, I have Representative Larry Lambert and Carrie Evelyn Harris here to discuss environmental justice and green energy investments and much more, also called the Justice40 Initiative. First, Representative Lambert, please explain why you're so passionate about environmental justice.
0: So for me, environmental justice is an issue that impacts all Delawareans. Particularly me in my district, I represent the wonderful seventh house district, which is Claymont. So Claymont is right and right next to the Marcus Hook Industrial Corridor. So we've dealt with issues from legacy pollution. Um there are cancer clusters, there are asthma clusters. Um but there the issues around environmental justice extend across our whole state. There's issues with PFAS contamination near some of our airports. There's issues with Uh, animal waste product down in Sussex. The issues are everywhere. However, the Justice40 initiative is one of the ways that we can address some of the issues. It's not a silver, silver bullet, but our communities are working together. There's a lot of good momentum and we look forward to producing some positive results.
1: What about you, Carrie? Why are you so passionate about this? Anything in particular that hits close to home?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, First, the overview would be that environmental justice touches everything. Every justice issue you care about is touched by environmental justice. Uh, There's a saying that I never get perfectly right, but uh, environmental justice is where we eat, sleep, play, pray, right? Um, And so there is no part of our lives that isn't affected by pollution, uh, air quality, water quality, right? And personally for me, um, I have major concerns about my children's well-being, the water that they drink in school, are nitrates touching them? We know that there's um, in, entire districts in our, in our city that are seeing rises, I mean in our state that are seeing rises in, um, in the number of children in special education. And there's the question, is the nitrate levels in the water there the cause, because nitrates um, limit the amount of oxygen to your brain. I recently lost my mother to pancreatic cancer and we regularly wonder, uh, was her regular intake of our city water a cause, right? She uh, was incredibly healthy and then it just hit her like a brick. And we're seeing and hearing stories like that all the time across the state. uh, Asthma at at an all time high. We're seeing um, people having um, various neurological disorders that just can't seem to be explained at the numbers that we're seeing, and it, it's, it's scary. Um, and it's also important to me because it's often something that is overlooked by communities of color and low-income communities as just a reality um, or um, something that is for the affluent to be concerned about, thinking that it's recycling uh, or, or, or the likes. But no, it's about our true quality of life.
1: As you were talking, I couldn't help but think about my childhood growing up drinking tap water. Most considered it pretty safe. But as you talk about this, I'm thinking, what else are we missing here that we don't discuss or don't know about? So I guess all of this ties into the Justice 40 initiative. Why Justice 40?
0: Justice 40 started when President Biden came into office. In his first week, his executive order on climate change, also known as Executive Order 14008, an important component of that executive order was what he referenced as the Justice 40 Initiative. It simply means that when it comes to the infrastructure funds going to the 50 states, those federal infrastructure funds around climate change, green energy, pollution remediation, sea level rise, et cetera, when it comes to those specific infrastructure funds, it mandates that at least 40% of those investment benefits goes to overburdened communities. We here in Delaware, we were blessed to pass the first Justice 40 Oversight Committee in the United States. And for me to represent President Biden's home district where he grew up at, it's really an honor to make sure Delaware is in alignment with that mandate. We've already had three formal meetings. We started out with three community listening sessions. And that's what is really very much needed. We have to listen. Our overburdened communities have solutions. They know what's going on. And when we started with listening, we were able to identify some of the ways that our communities are being overburdened. We were able to identify some of the ways that These federal investment benefits can help some of our communities, but it's a work in progress. Um, There's a lot of growth. We've uh, got a lot of positive feedback from the community, but we're not done. We look forward to continuing to move the dial forward and we will provide final findings and recommendations to the General Assembly by the end of this year.
1: Can you give us or share with the audience some of those overburdened communities?
0: So our overburdened communities are our communities that have been disproportionately impacted by poverty and pollution. A lot of our overburdened communities are communities of color. They have also been negatively impacted by mass incarceration, lack of access to quality housing, impacted by redlining, Lack of access to quality transportation, uh, quality uh, health outcomes. So at the end of the day, um, our communities, these issues have taken decades in in many cases to, 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 it's taken decades that put these communities in these situations, but we're looking for solutions. Uh, Not long ago, the community had an impromptu Justice 40 committee that they created and they invited me in. And that was really one of the best parts of this entire journey to see that not only has the community come to really understand the opportunity that Justice 40 is, but they're even taking these active steps in their own voice. And that's what Justice 40 is. It's about ensuring that at least forty percent of these investment benefits around climate change, green energy, pollution remediation go to our overburdened communities.
1: Carrie, as a community ambassador, is it tough
2: getting people involved or explaining this initiative um, i don't I don't think that it's hard once we are able to get them to the table. Uh, the difficulty is the most impacted communities are impacted, as uh, Representative Lambert said, in many areas. So they're working long hours, um, multiple jobs. And so, um, and then after that, it's family time. And so how do they add in this extra community meeting to learn more? Um, And so what we have to do is meet them where they're at, at their doors, um, make sure that the flyers that we're handing out are um, get to the point to give them the information they need and allow them to dig deeper if necessary. Um, And then at that point, helping them recognize what isn't normal, right? That they've accepted as normal, that their whole block might be sick from some type of uh, disorder, but they're just thinking, well, it just happens to be, right? You can't claim genetics if it's the whole block and none of you are related, right? Um, And it's also recognizing the fact that, we, we have hierarchy of needs, as we, many of us who have studied psychology know, um, and there's a point where you're just trying to survive, so you're not able to think about how do we affect systemic change, right? And, and um, I'm just trying to put food on my table, a house, over, a roof over my head. Um, and so part of what we have to do with, with Justice 40 is make sure we're meeting those basic needs so that they can then stand with us to fight for the the changes they wanna see in the community.
1: You said something I wanna touch on for a second. How do we identify things in the community that are just not normal? Are there key things people should look for? Either one of you can answer.
0: So when it comes to identifying what are the issues in our overburdened communities, that's one of the roles that our agencies play. And we really honor the work that they've done. They have a seat at the table. Our Justice Forty Oversight Committee is made up of three members of the House, three members of the Senate, as well as the heads of DENREC, Housing, Transportation, Labor, Agriculture, Department of Professional Licensing. And for us, while they've already done a really good job of identifying the issues, one of the components that makes the justice for the oversight committee different is we're also bringing our overburdened community members to the table. And when we listen, when we hear about the unforeseen issue of chronic stress, this feeling of there's always something else that's going to happen. Exactly. Our overburdened communities don't wonder if there's going to be another incident. They wonder when is there going to be another incident? And those are some of the issues, some of the topics that come up, and we need to address these things holistically. Now, our Justice40 initiative is mainly focused on ensuring that investment benefits go to our overburdened communities, but throughout that journey, we're also listening, and we're able to utilize some of that data for other projects as well, so that we really want to elevate and highlight our communities for really coming together. As Carrie mentioned, there are so many stressors, so many issues, but our communities are showing up. They have solutions and we really appreciate their efforts.
1: Representative Lambert, you recently filed House Bill 259 that would help notify Delawareans through cell phone messages about catastrophic chemical releases. Is this related to Justice Forty?
0: It's directly related. When the crota ethylene oxide leak happened Thanksgiving Sunday of 2018, it was one of the first things that communities asked for. And I was really honored that when I got into office, this was the first bill that I hand wrote myself and I worked with the lawyers and we recently were able to get it through the public safety committee in the house. So I just really want to thank the community. This is one of those pieces of grassroots legislation, that bottom-up type of legislation that we need. And it's also in alignment with our grassroots-up type of initiative, which is the Justice Forty Oversight Committee.
1: Anything else to add that you want our listeners to know?
0: I do want to mention that our brothers and sisters in Sussex County for one of the issues that they've shared with us is that in some cases they feel overlooked and that's why when we had our community listening sessions we had three county specific community listening sessions that's why we started in sussex and i want to thank some of our wonderful sussex leaders like maria payan Mar- marlene saunders jack Buccioni they were really instrumental in making sure that we brought our Sussex members to the table. And Carrie Evelyn Harris did an outstanding job with our Kent County members. And basically I say all that to say that we really are trying to listen. And environmental justice is not a destination, it's a journey. So as we take these steps together, we want everyone to know that while we hope to be making progress, We look forward to our next steps being our better steps. So stay tuned.
1: Carrie, any personal lessons or anything that you've learned uh, during this journey, right, this environmental justice journey uh, that really just sticks with you every time you go out and talk to a community member?
2: Yeah. um, One of the biggest things, um, this fight is much like other justice fights, but what is different is uh, Representative Lambert, uh, and I'm not just saying this because he sits next to me because he knows <laughs> he knows I'll beat him up if I need to too, oh, right? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but there. <laughs> <throw> <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, um, Larry was in justice fights prior to to coming in into the general assembly, um, and he's still in those fights with us um, while in in his seat, and this justice 40 oversight committee easily could have been like all oversight committees where um you know they would actively talk to community members but community members weren't literally at the table and um and representative lambert made it a point to make sure we were there uh and he had to wrestle back and forth and figure out ways to make it happen but now every single um county in our state is represented. Um, The communities literally get to speak right alongside uh, elected officials and appointed officials. Um, And that makes a difference. There is, you are ensuring that what the community wants is not just not forgotten, but isn't paraphrased. And so key points aren't taken out. And I think that's going to make a big difference as we come up with solutions to these problems. Um, And so I, I really do want to thank you on behalf of the community and myself um, for staying true to what you said you would do. Uh, And then really say um, to all the listeners just how important it is to have people that remember that we um, need a seat at the table. And while we have a representative democracy, um, we often need to still make sure we are representing ourselves.
1: What advice would you like to give someone who may be scared to speak up? For some folks, it takes a bit of pushing, but what would you say to
2: people who may hesitate to share their stories? Um, all I can say is if you don't try, you don't know, right? And so uh, your issue could very well just be distinct and special to you. And, um, but it could be something somebody else is going through. And if you don't say anything, and that other person doesn't say anything, we don't realize that there could be a connection. Um, So it's very important. What you have to say is always important. Um, You might think you don't have the right words. Any words are the right words. Just come up, let us know, um, and we'll figure out how how to put all the dots together. Um, And then also we can work with you so that you know how to next time um, bring your issue to the right person. Um, And so don't give up. Don't think that what you have to say isn't important. Don't be afraid. We're humans. Um, And don't put anybody on a pedestal. You are just as worthy and just as important and your voice is just as powerful. So Carrie, you're
1: covering Dover, Kent County, pretty much. How can people get in contact
2: with you? Um, the easiest would be my email, which is uh Carrie Evelyn at kerryevelynharris So it's K E R R I E V E L Y N at Harris dot com.
1: And Larry, uh, I want to have you share your contact information as well, especially since a friend of mine just mentioned the Justice Forty Initiative and expressed some interest.
0: Uh, there is a lot of positive momentum around Justice Forty. Anyone. That has any input, any concerns, feel free to reach out anytime at justice40, justice40 at Delaware.gov. And also, in regards to anyone feeling maybe a little less than adequate, maybe feeling like their issue is a little sensitive, they can feel free to reach out anytime to me directly at larry.lambert at Delaware.gov. And also, feel free to reach out to a friend. Delaware is small. There's a lot of organizations doing some outstanding work. And when we started the Justice for the Oversight Committee, we reached out to all of the local organizations doing outstanding work. Um, I don't have enough time to mention everybody, but we extended even to Black Mothers in Power dealing with Black maternal health. That's an environmental justice issue. So we want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. Reach out to someone you know. Reach out to someone you trust but also you can add me to that list. I'm always here for you.
1: Any meetings coming up soon?
0: Yeah, so the way our meetings work is that um, our most important agencies uh, to be there, all of them are important, but our most important agencies are DENREC and Department of Health. So we're pinning DENREC, giving us a solid date that works and then we coordinate schedules at Department of Health and then everybody else so generously comes in line.
1: Okay, I know you guys are making your communities proud because you you're from Claymont, right? Man, I was born and raised in Claymont.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: you guys can't see his <laughs> face, but he was, you can see <laughs> his eyes
0: change. <laughs> uh, just recently, we presented a check to our Claymont Fire Company from Energy Transfer right in Marcus Hill. So building these bridges between our local nonprofits, our our local first responders, private entities. To deliver results for our communities is something I've been working on for years. So to now do it in this higher capacity, I'm just really honored that my hometown entrusted me with their vote to represent them here in Dover.
1: It looks like we've covered a lot. So did we miss anything?
0: We just want to say thank you for having us on Whip Count, the the best podcast in the state. Um, you we, you really do highlight the work that's being done and also bringing on a community member, an outstanding community member like Carrie Evelyn Harris. She's been an ambassador for the whole state, not just over. And we appreciate you giving us this opportunity.
1: Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DE House Dems on Twitter at DE House Dems. On Instagram also at DE House Dems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.